When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. But now there are four more positive tests. So that would be five positive tests at a minimum in the last two weeks out of Atlanta. And that obviously raises questions as to whether the Falcons will be able to play their game on Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings. We'll see how the league decides to handle this particular situation because every situation, while they have similarities, there are differences. But there are multiple positive tests out of Atlanta this morning, and I think it's fair to say that the game between the Vikings and Falcons then would be in jeopardy. Alrighty then. Well, and we have, there's updated information uh, beyond what Schefter reported there, but uh, we'll dive into that on this episode of Purple Daily. And because the Vikings are off to a meh start at best at one and four, we're going to sprinkle in some positivity on these Thursday episodes of Purple Daily. Posit, Purple Positivity Thursdays until we come up with a better name. And we'll dive into that. <laughs> That'll as be well. next week. <laughs> But uh, Declan, this episode and all episodes of Purple Daily are powered by our friends at Corona Hard Seltzer. Yeah, speaking of purple positivity, that blackberry lime of the Corona Hard Seltzer, let me tell you, it's nothing but positive. It makes me feel positive. makes the world feel positive. I highly recommend the Vikings drink a little little blackberry lime to mix in there. It's nothing but positivity, baby. That's what you do. I love it. It's a great idea. Yep. Makes the, make the world smile by yes. drinking Corona Hard Seltzer. <laughs> Just a couple, yes. couple, two, three, four, and all of a sudden you're really you're feeling good and you're pretty happy. Corona Hard Seltzer is the only hard seltzer made with pure beach vibes with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango cherry, and blackberry lime. Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment in each can. Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free, relax responsibly, Corona Hard Seltzer, spike sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Football. Basically, what's happening right now is out of an abundance of caution, that's the phrase that we always hear, uh, the Falcons are going to work remotely today while they figure out if these new tests are uh, confirmed. That is what the league is working on right now. So we shall see. We had the Jets situation last week where we thought we had the positive test. They sent everybody home. They said, let's work remotely. Turned out to be a false positive. So we shall see what happens here with the Falcons. But for now, working remotely this morning, we will update this as the day goes on. 
Uh, that was Mike Garofolo from NFL Network, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and Declan Goff producing on Purple Daily here. Thank you to everyone who helped us get over 10,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast. You can find us in audio form, too. And uh, and those are the, the the places you would just find podcasts. So Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com. But something to add there, gentlemen, Andrew Kramer from the Star Tribune, Vikings beat reporter. He says, from an NFL spokesperson this morning, the ESPN report from Schefter was inaccurate. There is one positive today from a team personnel member, not a player. There's no change in the status of the Vikings-Falcons game at this time. And Albert Breer from Monday Morning Quarterback is saying, the league didn't mandate that the Falcons shut down their facility. The Falcons did so on their own out of an abundance of, of caution. 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 I'm getting tattooed on my chest. No regrets. Abundance of caution. <laughs> abundance of, there is no way there is no way that that would be spelled entirely correctly on your chest. No regrets. Your chest is not big enough to get that much God, verbiage no. on it. No, you have you have no idea how difficult it is to get a suit coat fitted for this 9-year-old torso. I'm telling you. It's it's so <laughs> difficult. Go to the dude. little boy store. The tattoo would just say a bun. A bun. A bun. And then McGurk's it would be abundance. and then it would be a, like around his back. Abundance <laughs> would be like on his back. Oh man! Uh, so so that all came out this morning as we record this episode. I should tell you the ESPN story now says this. Sources told Schefter earlier Thursday the My Falcons me. The, the Falcons had multiple positive tests for the coronavirus. <laughs> One source told Schefter that there were four positive tests, but a Falcons official said the te- said the team is quote not at four confirmed. The official also told Schefter the Falcons are quote still working through the details. Okay, so I would say that if it, so, it looks like this was a coach. Um, I would say if they closed the entire team facility out of let's all say it together an, an abundance, abundance of, of caution, caution that they are concerned that they are about to get more positive tests back that's just as we record this i guess uh because i don't think a source would be making up multiple potentially positive tests yeah so who knows I would agree with that if it's if it is like if we're talking about four five six positives and then they have to do contact tracing and see just based on what we've seen with the titans and some of these other games yes. I have a feeling the Vikings are going to wind up in a game of schedule roulette here. Like, it, there's a, yeah. I think there's a few possibilities. One would be in the next 24 to 48 hours, you find out it was just one coach and the players are fine. And so the game's going to be played on Sunday. So that's a possibility. I think Tuesday night football is in play, boys. And that's what I kind of want. That's what you want. I love it's me just some come Tuesday out and night say football. It. I want I'm Tuesday with football. you, but just come out and say it. Yeah, seriously. Like, you yep. are pining for a Tuesday night game. I don't like. Thursday night football. I don't like it either. I'm really intrigued by Tuesday night football now. It's super fun. Like why? It is. It's like what's the and, difference? And you get the extra day of rest too. Like Thursday. Think about this. So you play a game on Sunday. Okay. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are your three full full days of recovery, and you're prepping for the next game, and then you play another game on Thursday. Okay. For Tuesday night football, between Tuesday and the next Sunday, you get yeah. that full extra day: Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the fourth day, Saturday. So it's better for the players. So I think. I think that's that's probably that seems like a likely scenario just out of an abundance of, of caution, caution that they would move this game to Tuesday. If we go beyond that, if this becomes like a Falcons outbreak, now we're talking about either one of two other things. The Vikings having to play a game on their bye week next week, and then this week is a pseudo bye week in which really it's not a bye week because they've been prepping and practicing right. all week. Right, you're not off. So the Vikings would just like not have a bye week. 
Yep. Or the league would then have to be forced into adding a week 18 so the Vikings could get their bye week. I mean, I, I don't want to, every team is going through this, but if the Vikings have to practice all week, yep. prepare all week, and then be told on like Saturday or Sunday morning, the game is canceled until further notice, and you have to play the following week, which would have been your bye week, yep. that's BS. But that's a likely scenario that they would just like essentially not get a bye. Like they would get a bye week in terms of not playing a game on Sunday. But practice and all the things that you engage in mentally, um, you wouldn't get a buy from those if that scenario plays out. You know what? I am comfortable saying set up at, at this point, set up a week 18, okay? Because you're going to have, you're almost certainly going to have to have some games. Yeah, this is all like, we're like, we're not even a third of the way the season. And by the <laughs> way, too, I'm glad that teams are playing games. So, like, I'm not complaining here. Like, I get notes saying, well, if you just want the game canceled, I don't want the game canceled, but it's a pandemic. And, and for all of you who say it's the flu, it's not me saying it's not. The league is. Like, the league is canceling things. So, out of an abundance of caution. Right. I've never heard, well, I've got the stomach flu, so let's cancel everything out of an abundance of caution. So, week 18, leave this game in that slot. And if it means something for either team's playoff chances, the Falcons it won't, the Vikings it probably won't at this point in time, don't play it. The winning percentage is it. If it does, play it. So I think that there's ways around this, but I keep coming back to this. If everybody doesn't play 16 games, I'm not going to freak out. I'm just not. It's a weird year. Like, okay. You you, got winning percentage. Yeah, you played 14 games. Oh, my God. No, you played 14. What's the most important thing? And we're seeing this in baseball right now. The most important thing, and I totally get this, is for leagues to get to the playoff tournaments for TV, right? Mm-hmm. So if we have playoffs, are you really good going to sit down for the first round and be like, do you remember when the Falcons didn't complete their season? Yes, mm-hmm. well, but the Falcons are one, are one example, but let's take the Titans, because the, the Titans had to go through some well, of this, And they right? might need to play in the last week then. The, but here's, but here's, the, here's the problem that baseball could overcome that football can't, because baseball, they could just like, even if they didn't complete the full season, they could stack doubleheaders and like right. play every single day, and you can't do that in football. Right. Can you imagine playing a doubleheader in football? <laughs> No. Uh, hey, uh, hey, Falcons. Yeah, you're going to play at noon against the Vikings, and then uh, we'll give you like an hour to go get a snack, and then at 4 o'clock you're playing the Cowboys. Game two, snack. it's Sean Mannion against the Packers. Football. Uh, but anyway. But like the, the, the problem isn't as much. Even the Vikings, they're 1-4. Yeah. They're not a playoff team right now. The Falcons are even less of a playoff team. They haven't won a game yet this season. If those teams had to just like sit out for a couple of weeks and figure it out, or the Falcons specifically, nobody cares. But if the Titans do, and let's say the tit- let's say the Titans had an outbreak and they had to sit for like a month or something while they sorted out the schedules or whatever. Sure. Now we're talking about okay, a playoff team didn't complete like four of their games or something. You know, that's a huge chunk of their schedule. How much of a problem is that? And you're saying you don't care. Just put them in the playoffs. No, four games is too much. But I'd say if you complete fifteen or fourteen games. Yeah, I'm fine with that. In the playoffs. And you make the playoffs. Yeah. I, I, I'm i just not... In 2020, I'm not going to sweat, did you play every quarter? Now, you're right. If you played 11 games, it's not enough. That's a problem. But I think if you get to 14 games played, your winning percentage is, is good. You make the playoffs. Yeah. So that's the latest. We don't... We, we we're, It's going to take a day or two to sort all of this out on the Falcon side, but... 
the Vikings have now had to go through a similar version of this where they because they played the Titans and then the Titans had a bunch of positives in the days after. That was actually worse in and some the, ways. And the Vikings had to sit at home all week and do virtual meetings leading up to their yeah. game against, was it Houston? Yes. And now it's it's going into a game that they have to deal with this uh, on the other side. But at least the Vikings get to practice, so they have the advantage of going to their facility. So uh, a couple quick things before we get into Purple Positivity Thursday, which is going to be... Uh, a new thing here as the Vikings struggle through this season. We're going to bring some positive light to Purple Daily on Thursdays with Purple Positivity Thursday, where we say good things about a struggling football team. Uh, the Pioneer Press reporting here, the Vikings practiced inside today. So the Vikings pool practice report had Dalvin Cook obviously out with his groin injury. Holton Hill sat out practice with a foot. And also K.J. Osborne with a hamstring was out uh, Jaleel Johnson was back practicing after sitting out Wednesday due to a back injury. So Dalvin Cook, not going to play this weekend, almost certainly. Reportedly, he's not going to play. Obviously not going to play during the bye week. I think he's probably in jeopardy against the Packers just based on the nature of a groin injury. I agree with that. Yeah. And then we'll see what happens from there. Of course, so. if you don't play the Falcons this week and you play in a Week 18 game, Hell. you're going to have Dalvin Cook in that game, For an gentlemen. Game. Ladies and gentlemen, that might be an advantage for you to be like, you know what, if we can't play, we can't play. Yep. So, And if you're in the tank for Trevor category, you might just say, well, just give us the loss. Give the Falcons the win. <laughs> I, I you know, the Vikings can take the loss. Yeah, we'll take the L. Yeah. No, we want the L. No, we got the L. Yeah. <laughs> you got COVID, we got the L. You don't get both. All right, Deck, let's fire up some appropriate music here. And let's go around the room a couple of times. We'll flush this stuff out. Say something positive about the Vikings, the struggling one in four Minnesota Vikings. Judd Zolgad, you start us off. All right, I'm going to start off by saying something positive that up until Sunday's game against the Seahawks, I had been curious about and a little bit frustrated. But in that game on Sunday, Irv Smith Jr., mm-hmm. the Vikings' second year tight end, had a season high four catches for 64 yards, mm-hmm. including a diving catch early in the game on what was a great grab, targeted five times in that game just for a comparison's sake. Irv Smith had two catches for 14 yards in the first four games and was targeted a total of six times in those games. Keep in mind, five times targeted on Sunday. Also, he was in for a 59 offensive snaps against the Seahawks. His season high previously had been the previous week of 41 against Houston. Um, this is far more the workload that I expected, and I think it's wise. And Irv Smith Jr., in my opinion, is an absolutely key part of this team going forward into the coming seasons so i love to see the involvement because his involvement on sunday made far more sense to me than it did in those first four games that's a positive it kind of i I was starting to waver a little bit because i've been so bullish for two years on just with the eye test every time that guy touches the ball he looks like a wide receiver running with the ball right he just looks like a hulked up wide receiver and that catch the di- the diving catch was a wide receiver catch yep and he just looks like the type of guy where man if you could just find a spot four or five times a game for him he's going to get you 10 or 15 yards on those plays and because he wasn't getting used in the first month i was thinking like what are we missing on this or is he just is he an atrocious route runner is he bad in practice like what you know what's not getting out that like what what's not public and what's the reason for him not being productive in these games? And then, right. he, and then he shows it in this last game against the Seahawks. So I would just look to get him involved as much as possible. And if you need to use Kyle Rudolph in the red zone because he's got you know sticky hands and 
just heavy feet to stay in bounds. Just not really late in games <laughs> when when you're really supposed to be going down the field yeah. deep and you decide to throw the ball 12 yards to Kyle. That's where I wouldn't use Kyle. Especially that's not a positive. Here's though. the other thing: if if you're if you're a winning record team. And you want to go with, listen, we just need some veteran experience more often at that position for various reasons. And so Kyle's going to play more snaps. All right, I could maybe listen to that argument. But you're one and four, especially between the 20s. Irv Smith needs to be on the field for those snaps. Learning, catching passes. Yeah. Now, once you get inside the red zone, if you decide Kyle Rudolph is just flat out one of the most reliable red zone targets in the NFL, we're going we're gonna to put him in there once we get to the red zone. I'm good with that, too. But I think Irv Smith needs to be playing a lot and getting uh, and just getting targeted more often between the twenties. Declan Goff, what's what's your positive thing about the Vikings? Yeah, I got one for you. You know, a lot of fans have been on this guy since he arrived, but this year he has been phenomenal, and I think it's because he's been healthy all year. Riley Reef has been Ooh. pretty damn good in pass protection this year, according to Pro Football Focus. He has a ninety-eight point seven pass blocking efficiency grade. That's the fourth best in the NFL. He restructured wow. his deal. People wanted him cut even outright. They didn't want him to bring him back. Riley Reef has been very stable on the Vikings offensive line, and you should uh, Vikings fans should be pretty happy about that. I like that one. I, I feel like he, look, he's not great, right? But I feel like since he got here, he's always been lumped in as, well, they're all no good, which I don't think is fair. And Riley Reef is not a Pro Bowl player, but I do think that he would be considered by most people to be a solid player. So it's always like he's sort of got this tag as well. He just stinks. He really does. He does not no, stink. He doesn't stink. He does not stink. And he, you know he's playing a position where if you stink, your quarterback gets killed. Yep. Like your quarterback is going to get hurt. So I th- I think our problem offensive line wise with the Vikings is we lump them all because it's a uh, unit. We lump them all together and unfairly just say they all suck. They don't all suck. That's just not true. And their tackles, in fact, are not even close to being as bad as I think the perception is by some. It is really easy just to, you know, if the offensive line as a whole is terrible, to be like, they all, they're all terrible. Well, like Drew Samia stinks, so we're all like, well, they all must stink. But Drew Samia is like, Drew Samia is so bad that he's, and also Pat Elfline, when he was playing, are those guys were so bad that they're sort of dragging down. Like, Brian O'Neill has been... Very solid the last couple of years. Yes. But that's actually a good segue into one of my silver linings here. Purple Positivity Thursday, okay? According to Pro Football Focus, last season, Garrett Bradbury ranked 29th out of 36 offensive linemen in overall rating. He ranked last out of 36 in pass protection. So out of centers. Out of centers, I should say. So again, Pro Football Focus had Garrett Bradbury as... One of the worst overall centers in the NFL. And from a pass-blocking perspective, the absolute worst center in the NFL. This season, Garrett Bradbury so far, 10th overall out of 37. Okay. Only one penalty taken on the season. And in 168 pass-blocking snaps, he's only allowed four pressures. That's really, really good. Yes. And uh, if you just want to go off of the pass blocking improvement, so again, he was last in the NFL last year in pass blocking out of 30, uh, 36. He's middle of the pack this year in pass protection. So is he, is he a star yet? Is he what is he what John Sullivan was for a couple of years or what Matt Burke was for a while? Like this Jeff Christie back in the 90s. I wouldn't put him in that category yet, but they drafted him in the first round to be a franchise center for the better part of a decade. 
And based on how bad he was last season, there were some major questions of, wow, is this a bust? They whiff on this pick. I think he has put those questions aside. Mm -hmm. He has become a competent, let's just call him an average to slightly above average starting center right now in the NFL with upside to be something more. So it's worth celebrating Garrett Bradbury's step forward. And I do not believe, within the first five games, I do not believe I have seen him launched backwards towards Cousins by a defensive tackle yet. (laughs) I'm serious. There were times last year where he was just thrown. I know. Like he'd get thrown towards Kirk. He'd be like, Kirk, watch out. For what? (laughs) Garrett Bradbury incoming. Floating through the air. Kirk! I think it was the Packers game at Lambeau. He got lifted up, and I was like, oh, my God, that, that man was just lifted. He just lifted. It's a miracle. All right, let's go, let's go around the room again. Purple okay. Positivity Thursday, Judd Zolget. All right. Say I, something nice. If, it, indeed, the Vikings and Falcons are going to play on Sunday, which I'm going to assume that they are until we're told that the game is off, the Vikings, the Purple Positivity is this. The Vikings are 4-0 against the Falcons under Zim, including 2-0 at home. And you'll recall the most recent meeting between the Vikings and Falcons was at U.S. Bank Stadium in week one of 2019. Oof, a 28-12 a victory by the Vikings in which they led 28 nothing in the third quarter. The statistical line on Kirk Cousins for that day, this is not for one quarter, this is not for one half. Oh, this man. is for the entire game. <laughs> 8 of 10 for 98 yards and a touchdown. A masterful job of ball control and taking a big lead and then basically running up the score and the ball on the Falcons. Um, Zim has had great success against the the Falcons, and that was the game after which Kirk declared, you know, sometimes we're going to win like this, and if I have to win 52-51, I can. Well, the jury's out on that. (laughs) But the good news is that the Vikings' success against the Falcons with Zim as their head coach has been very, very high. Do you guys think that Mike Zimmer has the Falcons on a checklist from his one season there in 2007, or is it? So just to explain to the audience, Mike Zimmer, (laughs) longtime Cowboys defensive assistant and coordinator, or just, I think he was just a defensive assistant there. Longtime Bengals defensive coordinator, Vikings coach, right? He had the one year stop the in Petrino, Atlanta. The Petrino year, yeah. Bobby Petrino comes yes. over from Arkansas, and he was the head coach in 2007. Joey Harrington yep. was the starting quarterback, I think, for the Falcons. Uh-huh. In fact, they played here. I think they played here in week one. Week one. Peterson's first, first ever game. game. Peterson took a 60 yard swing pass to the house for his first touchdown. Yes, and Bobby Petrino, halfway through that season, just up and quit. Left. He left notes, okay? For in their each locker. In their locker. I'm sure he got in a bad motorcycle crash. It was a whole He's thing. That was that it. was later though, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. was it? Okay. Oh, that's when he was having the, uh, forget about it. Yeah. And Mike Zimmer quoted publicly at one point after that, basically saying, like, if I ever see that MF ever again. You know what I'd love to know? Does he have the Falcons on his list? Oh, he very well might. I would love to know what the conversation between uh Petrino and Zim was back then for for Mike to join that guy's coaching staff because you know mike ordinarily worked for a guy like parcells right he loves bill parcells marvin, Mar- marvin lewis well respected yeah, yeah i mean coach for a long time right mm-hmm. like what was the sit down with, with zimmer and petrino where mike said you know what i'll come work for you yeah bobby petrino though probably a probably a pretty good salesman like yeah. he can probably walk into a room and obviously did that for a living convincing kids to come play for him but he never i mean always struck me as just a Bad human being. He yeah. was a gutless explicitive, according to. Uh, oh, gutless explicitive. Yeah. The B. Gutless, Zimmer. Oh, gutless B. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he used B. I think I can say it, but I'm not going to. He say used it. B. Yeah. 
Not B-I-B-A. You got to go M-F. Wait. You got to go M-F there. Wait, a gutless B-A? B-A-S. Like, oh. a, like a bad son. Can I say I think, that one? I mean, whatever. We, we get the we yeah, get He's gutless. He's gutless. Uh, wait, 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 he's gutless. wait, 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 wait. Really? He just said that word? That's yeah. so disappointing, Mike. I would call him more like a gutless F. Yeah. Oh, M-F for me. Yeah. Gutless oh. M-F. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'd go. I'd attack him. Go for it. Well, I can't right here. All right, Declan, say something positive. Yeah, you know what? I would not be too worried about uh, the Vikings' running game slowing down because Alexander Madison's been a very capable back, and even he's getting involved in the passing game. Already eight catches this year. He had 10 all of last year, and just in the small sample size, he is averaging 5.3 yards per touch. So when when he has the ball in his hands, whether it's a handoff or they're finding him in the backfield— He's been able to be very productive. So, yes, is he as dynamic as Dalvin Cook? No. Is he a productive back and above average spell running back that you can plug in and play? Yes. So Alexander Madison should still keep the Vikings offense intact. Back to Purple Daily in just a moment. Quick shout out to Federated. Federated Mutual Insurance Company, helping business owners in the state of Minnesota since 1904 in Owatonna. They're one of us. Minnesota-based, they measure the success of their business based on the success of your business. And they've been giving business owners all kinds of peace of mind, whether it's a pandemic year like this or any other ordinary year. It just helps to have the peace of mind that Federated brings and all the expertise and all the knowledge. You can find out more about the industries Federated protects, or you can find out who your contact is at Federated Insurance. Dot com. You can also follow Federated on Twitter at Federated INS for fresh, relevant risk management content. At Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Yeah, he is. He's fun like to that. watch, man. Like sometimes I try to think if the Vikings didn't have this Ferrari in Dalvin Cook, and they oftentimes don't because he's hurt because the Ferrari needs some uh, some work under the hood. But if Alex Madison was just the starting running back for the Vikings, how would you guys feel if you didn't even know that Delvin Cook existed or if he was on a different team and it was just, hey, the Vikings drafted Alex Madison, he's their starting running back? I think we'd feel like, yeah, they, they don't have like a Zeke Elliott, but yeah, for only paying him a couple million dollars, he's a yeah. really good, reliable starting running back. Kind of like, like the way you felt with Robert Smith back in the day or um, Chester Taylor for the one he'd year be before really, Peterson He'd be came. really, really solid. He catch passes because I think I think the one thing that we have not seen from him so far is he's probably not dynamic, mm-hmm. but I think he does a lot of things really well and he can catch. And let's just say this. He's more multidimensional right now than than the guy who's going to go into Canton and played here for a long time. Was it? any point in, yeah. in his career. I would it, agree with that. Peterson was unbelievably dynamic and great, but I think Madison right now flat out does more things well. And if you could if you could take just one of those guys, uh let's well let's take let's take Delvin Cook. I, I'm not going to say this about Madison. If you could take Delvin Cook at his peak and healthy or Adrian Peterson at his peak and healthy, totally different eras of football. Right. It's Delvin Cook for me. And I and I don't think Delvin Cook gets to the Hall of Fame, which is you know, or Adrian Peterson's going to wind up. Um, but I would take that. And Madison's kind of like a diet version of Dalvin Cook, where like he's he can catch some passes and do some things. He's right. not as dynamic. If Dalvin Cook, That's a type of running back I want. If Dalvin Cook never got hurt, is he Marshall Falk? He's diet Marshall Falk. Because the if never got hurt part is very important. Like sure, Marshall but I'm just Falk saying, like, like when Dalvin Cook is playing like he can, he reminds me of Falk. 
he does stylistically, I don't think he is, and versatility wise, I don't think he's as talented as Falk was at his peak. I think okay. McCaffrey's probably the closest one we can get there. And he's hurt right now, too. But yeah. I think he's probably the one that's closest. And here's the thing McCaffrey's hurt because he touched the ball 400 times last year. <laughs> keep that's giving part it to him. Of it. Just keep giving it to him. All right. Last positive thing here on Purple Positivity Thursdays. Gentlemen, the Vikings are one and four. Oh, hold on a second. Hey, okay. That's what? That's, huh? I count seven potential wins left on their schedule. Now, I will clarify. I don't advise winning these seven games because I think this is a year of transition. This is a year of natural selection. Thank you, Dr. Draft. Draft high and bounce back in 2021. I think that's the better play. Okay. But if the Vikings decided, damn it, we're going to make a run at this thing. There's a seventh playoff spot and we see some weak spots on the schedule. Okay. They can beat Atlanta this weekend. They can beat Detroit twice. That gets you to four wins on the season. They can beat Chicago in one of these games, for God's sakes. Like, I don't know how Chicago keeps putting up wins, but their defense is amazing. That's how they do it. All right, that gets you to five. Dallas without Dak and no defense, That's a, that, and that's a home game, that's six. Mm-hmm. The Panthers are better than people thought, but the Panthers, you should be favored to win that game, that's seven. Teddy. And the Jaguars, that's eight. Eight and eight. Yeah. It's very, very possible. And even if they whiff on a couple of these, it kind of shows you that the path to six and ten and and like, you know, middle of the road draft pick is Do you know probably who? where this team is headed. So I, I count seven additional wins if they want them on the schedule. They might be. They they could have I don't think that they are, but they could have the chance to be very similar two thousand five Vikings. One and four, beat Green Bay, yeah, lost to Carolina, went to go to two and five in the game that Dante got hurt. And then reeled off one, two, three, four, six consecutive wins and won uh, seven of their last nine. So the six cons- consecutive wins part, it's funny you bring that up. So I th- you know, let's say they beat Atlanta this weekend, and then they play at Green Bay after the bye, which is going to be a tough one. But then you've got Detroit at home, Chicago on the road, which is not a gimme by any means, but it's a gettable game because they just don't have a great offense. Sure. Then you get the three straight home games against Dallas, Carolina, and Jacksonville is a is a five-win stretch conceivable from November into December? And then they play at Tampa Bay. And it's conceivable, yeah. So I'm saying, I mean, I'm still on the leverage this year to your draft strengths bandwagon, but I could see a scenario in which they finish 8-8 eight and eight based off those games. All games played on Tuesday nights. <laughs> Sign me up. Just yeah, play absolutely. all games on Tuesday nights. <laughs> Vikings Tuesday night schedule. Sign me up. What is, the NFL, There's no way the NFL just like barrels through all of this, right? Like we're not even a third of the way through the season. Like they're going to have to either do have a to. week eighteen, oh, week yeah. nineteen, like yeah, play the Super Bowl in March. There's just I don't know. I think a week eighteen is, is becoming more and more likely at this point, especially once the weather gets colder and we might have another spike in cases. It's already I get starting, that the right? death rates are lower, but it's the. the this isn't our political comment. The NFL is shutting down facilities right. if guys get it without symptoms. Here's what I so. here's what I here's what I would do personally. I think that especially to your point about um, it, it being colder and cases almost certainly spiking. I think you got to get these teams in some type of hotel bubble, like just to get this thing done. Like that's the problem is you can't have like this is a group of of, of grown men who are still in their twenties, right? And you're literally saying, well, don't do this and don't do that. 
and it's huge rosters. I think I think you can almost guarantee that once the playoffs roll around in January, that there's going to be like because like Major League Baseball. All right, we sure. made it through without a bubble, but once we get to the most important part of the schedule and to protect these TV windows, let's <laughs> let's get into a bubble, right? Yes, but I mean, but I'm I'm starting to think around week eight or nine. Stick them in hotels. But that's a yeah, man. Like, I know it's a huge ask, and I know it's a pain, and I know it's a it's a logistical nightmare. But the worst part, but then at least you you've got some type of control. Here's the other thing: like you, you know, you'd the environment's have to, controlled. Hotels are going to be at least partially booked. Like, think about going to a hotel and say because you're going to need like full hotels for yes. the whole, entire staff and maybe some family members have to and buy stuff. it out. Basically, you have to buy out the hotel, and then the hotel's going to have to tell all the other people that had oh, rooms I, booked that they're gone. I got bad news. I'm not concerned about the uh, f- family dynamic here. I know you aren't, but the players' association <laughs> is. No players because so, you're a cold heartless. I'm trying to get you know what? Bee. I'm trying to get through I'm trying to get through a pandemic, okay? I'm trying to get I this is not about family time. If you need to opt out, opt out. I'll give you an opt out. We're going to hotel, we're playing football. We're focused on football. You okay? tell that to Caitlin Thielen, okay? I'm going to have to tell a lot of people that I'm sorry about this. <laughs> you know what? You know what? God invented Zoom for a reason. Hi, honey. How you doing? Practice was great today. Yeah, we got a game on Sunday and then the next Sunday. And hopefully we're going to Super Bowl. That's what Zoom was invented for. Zoom you tomorrow. Zoom, yeah. Hey, can I see the kids quick? Hi, kids. No, daddy's got to get back to studying his oh, playbook. Oh, it looks like my connection's cutting out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just trying to get through the year, okay? Oh, sounds like there's some static. <laughs> Don't call again. Bye. <laughs> See you in February. Oh, it's terrible. I never suggested being mean. All right, that's that's a wrap on Purple Positivity Thursday here on Purple Daily. Uh, we'll get our friend Courtney Cronin in tomorrow for confidence, concern, and curiosity. And a quick plug, if you're not already checking out our other show, which is just called Mackie and Judd, you can find it on Apple, Spotify, and the theallnewscorenorth.com. And we have a second YouTube channel as well, youtube.com slash scorenorthmn. See you guys. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 